Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're a different kind of radio talk show because we feature great guests discussing everything that is life, our bodies, mind, and great human spirit, and all the while adding a little laughter. We have fun, entertaining, enlightening, and yes, even educating everyone that listens, including ourselves. I hope that you will join your host, Kevin McDonald, and his friends right now for Positive Talk Radio. George Nakata. George, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you very much. I, um, it's a miracle I'm here today, but it's a miracle from God. Because back in November 11, 1982, I was struck and thrown and run over by a truck. At the time, I heard God's voice said, jump. Do not let this kill you. So I jumped out of my body right into God's lap. And I walked with him, and he showed me the most miraculous thing beyond the wildest imagination of your mind. There's no concept here on earth that can explain what I learned from God. It's a complete state of bliss, love, compassion. It is a state of complete knowingness. And when you have knowingness, there is no dark shadows there's no right it's completely right there's no wrong so it's a state that it's unbelievable because you don't have to use your five senses and as i walked with him and he showed me all the the sacred geometry complete life and then he said i must return because you have a new journey to walk and i begged and borrowed and everything to stay there, but he said, no, I insist you go back, and here I am. One instant I was there, and the next instant I was here. And then I knew we're all what we refer to hell, but there is no hell, because in God's eyes there is no negativity, no, no bad. Everything is part of our existence here in this beautiful experimental world called Earth. Here we have the use of our mind, our heart, the emotion that works with the soul and with the, the struggle as you make in this lifetime. The bonding between the mind, heart, and the soul is the oneness. And then you shall receive the oneness with God and knowing the trust and honesty is there. And this is where the power lies. It took me five years to recover from all my injuries. And the most miraculous thing was that the doctors had no idea how I was still alive. I should have had every bone in my body completely demolished. But, you know, after a while, a blind man touched my back, and he said, do you realize you have a million fractures in your back? I said, I must have because I don't know how the body can withstand a devastating impact of a heavy metal object. And he said, a powerful being recreated your back, and I know that was God. And he sent me back with this ability to heal. He gave me a gift that even to this date, I am very, very impressed and can't believe that he would give it to, to me. And I, I don't consider myself a special being, but it's the 
the ability to heal with my hands. It's like bio-laser coming out. And when I work with uh, people who have uh, brain cancer, anything that relates to something that doctors have a difficult time to work on surgically, it comes out in different forms. And it isn't me. It is the fact that I am working on the beloved auspices of all the ascended masters that accumulate in the room where I'm working. And I could feel them working through me, over me, around me. And we've had some real miraculous things that occurred during my walk throughout the country. And that's part of my story. George, what are some of the miraculous things that you've been a part of? Well, we had a young young man when he first started here six years ago. He was nine years old, and they told him he only had a month and a half to live because the University of Washington medical director stated that his hole was too complicated, too large to overcome. And um, uh, his mother brought him over, and the second treatment, he just cleared up. And today he's 5 feet 11, and he has no scarring and no heart murmur. And his mother has what is called a rare disease called dystonia. And that's a bronzing. A person becomes this grotesque bronze statue. And they're just configured in a state where they have seizures. And can you imagine being bonded in a steel cast and having seizures? It must be excruciatingly painful. And today... She's able to get out of her electric wheelchair. She swims and walks. And uh, there are others, a medical doctor. I worked on Palm Desert. Um, there were some women that were married to medical doctors. And this one uh, lady in particular, she had two, two, three tumors, one in each breast and one right below the sternum. The one below the sternum was quite massive. And her husband said, go see the healer because we'll invariably kill you by using chemo and radiation. And the miraculous thing was that we have seven bodies and not all the tumors, cancer tumors, are in the physical body. Our physical body is like a mirror reflecting off the six ethereal bodies. So when I applied my my hand, my thumbs, between the tumor, the tumor just moved out like a, an object in space and just slipped into the universe. And it was something that <clears throat> bewildered me. And uh, she recently had a complete examination, and they found that her bone cancer and all the tumors are gone. She had no cancer cells at all in her body. But I could go on, I can write a big book and reference to all the miracles that happen. So when is the book coming out? Yeah. Well, I need inspiration, I guess. You need you need <laughs> <Yeah>. inspiration? <laughs> well, did you know that um, there is something significant about life? And that is that there are different degrees of people here. There are some that are here from as emissaries of God, 
and they're here to for the salvation of man in whatever means possible. And when two individuals like soulmates get together, it equates one plus one equals two to the nth degree. Well, this is what happens when you're with a, um, an individual who's on the rotation of death and rebirth, then it's not the same. It'll be one plus one equals two. So what happens is when two enlightened individuals come together, the power emanates to the nth degree. And this is why I'm talking about inspiration, aspirations. There is a big difference. We have, occasionally we'll have two or three, and Tammy will be a good witness to this, two or three very, very gifted, enlightened people in this room. And it really is an electrical experience. Absolutely. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go back to talk a little bit more about your near-death experience. What, did it, what was it like being hit by a truck? I never felt the impact of the truck because God was intervening there at the time of impact. So I cannot tell you what it felt like, but prior to split second, prior to the impact of the truck, your emotional body comes up. How can I withstand the impact of a truck? It will be devastating. But at the time, God intervened says, jump, do not let this kill you. You are no longer in the body, so you have no experience of being struck because you are in this most uh, blissful state, and it's gone beyond heavenly because you have no body. Can you imagine every day you have to experience your body? It's like a straitjacket. There are parts of you that do not work properly, and you see it becomes confining, becomes irritable, and hard to withstand. But there, you have no body. You are a complete light being, so you don't have to smell. See, even if you experience the cold, it does wear on you. You feel it. The air, unless it's pure, you smell the foul air. Everything, the five senses, you experience the negativity. But up there, there is none. Now, many people have had who have had near-death experiences who don't remember much of what they experienced while they were there. Did you keep a lot of your memories while you were there? Did you know that you have um, the conscious awareness mind, which is limited as to retaining any memories? Mm-hmm. You have the subconscious, superconscious, the, the subconscious being that you are brings on all the vibration. See, everything is in vibratory tones. You know, you're speaking and everything. So you said, well, we have all these various nationalities and languages. Now up there, what would happen? It is a vibration. It's a state of knowingness. So you don't have to have languages. So all everything works on vibrations. So what happens is the vibrations, it is something that is, well, I guess you can't describe it in the, our, our logical format, but there are things now that um, doctors are now finding out it goes beyond the logistics of the third dimension. 
There are magical things that are happening. Even your aura, you have aura. The things that are happening within the, the dimension of the aura, there are magical things that come, come about and trans, transact and transpire that causes magical things, enhancement. You see, in the emotional body, you have to keep pumping things in there to keep you inspired, to keep you elated. You know, even sex is momentary. But in the higher state, you see, it's like a flat line. In the emotional body, you're like the, the monitor and the heart monitor. It goes up and down, up and down. But here in the higher state, it is a flat line. It goes on forever, never ends. So there's a different, different concept. So it's a completely different experience. But you kept those memories. Oh, yeah, it's forever in your soul. Your soul never ends. Interesting. But now, when you came back, you fought coming back, didn't you? I didn't want to come back, no. But I didn't have a choice because it is something very magical about the human life versus the, the upper dimensional life that they're in the light being status. Here, we have to visualize, we have to feel, we have to sense and everything else. But as you are being um, conversed with, with God, there is a significant point where if he wants to actuate the human life, the spark of life, because you see there are different universes and there are species we we look at it, we're becoming acclimated to what we look like in this third dimension, but you ought to see the other beings in the other universes. There are some that are just out of this world. They have, can do things that that just stump you as to how they can go about performing some of the functions. They're so much advanced. But here... Life is completely different. It's like night and day. When you experience the magic of life, you see, there is something there that you have to um, come across is death. Death is as strong as life. It's like a steel door that shuts and permanently welded. So we're experiencing at the same time life and death. And it is a different experience from being in a higher state. And uh, when we come back, because we need to take a break. By the way, we are talking with George Nakata. He is a healer, and he does work with you to heal what ails you and can and has been documented cases of curing cancer and doing things like that. He's going to be at the East Gate um, um, Embassy Suites. And when are you going to be there, George? Well, I'm uh, thinking about being here through the 6th. Okay. When, when, when are you going to... Well, when we come back, we'll talk about when you're going to have accept clients at uh, the Embassy Suites. But we're going to come right back after these messages. Okay. George Nakata, how are you, sir? Fine. Thank you. Very good. You uh, are a... Um, to recap... For those who may be just turning in, you had a near-death experience in the 80s. 
And that changed your life. Obviously, you you died and came back. Now, about your near death experience, did, did they, what did they say when you came back? Because they thought you were toast, right? Well, the doctors were in complete disbelief that I wasn't smashed like a pancake, and all my bones disintegrated. They just can't understand to this date. And uh, I never allowed any doctors to operate on me because the word was that I would be taken care of by God. And I struggled for five years to regain my health, and um, I haven't had a single operation. So you did not have anything done to you? No, you don't have metal in your body and all that kind of stuff that, that modern medicine has given you? No, I had stretch-torn ligaments and tendons, but I uh, worked out two times a day at the gym to get myself back, and I still work seven days a week. Yes, you do. Uh-huh. You, and you're going to be at... Uh, um, um, at the Eastgate. How how does somebody get a hold of you while they're here? While you're here? well, I have my angel who does all my programming, both here in Palm Desert, and her name is Barbara Geetson, and she's um, on two zero six six one two eight one sixty eight. Say that again. It's two zero six six one two eight one six eight. Now, we're going to give that number again to you before we go off the air, um, but uh, we want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to talk to you. Now, the type of healing that you do, what type of healing is it? Well, it's something that is very, very unusual, and I am so honored from God, to God that he's given me this. The only thing I could come up with is the fact it is an energy that intensifies and changes. It's like a a laser energy coming out of my fingers. And when I do brain work or brain surgery, it becomes like a finite needle. I worked on neurosurgeons and they'll grab my hands and say, your hand feels like it's inside working with surgical tools. Well, it becomes like a pinpoint needle, a laser. And then when I work on different parts of the body, like a big a blockage in the body, it comes out like a flamethrower. So it's hard to describe it. I could only uh, um, apply it as ki-atsu. Ki is energy, atsu is application. My uncle, who is number one um, Aikido man in the world, uh, he has his own method, but my method is different. He calls ki-atsu. And only name I come up with, Kiatsu. And uh, it's a little different. It's different from Reiki or any other. I guess years past, before I had this incident, I was working with Shiatsu. It's uh, acupressure. Mm-hmm. But here, I just run my hands and I could sense. I could. Well, this is really different because God's given me the ability to look into the body and I could see the energy moving and uh, the blockages in the body disappearing. And as it disappears, the body becomes holographic. It no longer becomes the the physical thing that we see. And there are amazing things. I wish I had a camera in my third eye because there are miraculous things that I can't even describe happens when we work. 
Now, can you see people's auras and yes. their energy fields? You could actually read an individual physical disabilities plus their personalities and characters. You could, well, I could go beyond that because God's given me the ability to read into the soul. So I could, I could read people, but I don't do that. You don't do that on purpose? Or? Oh, no. <laughs> but only, you... only if um, the situation is so great that there are situations that come in from a past life. Mm-hmm. We, I've had thousands of situations that come in, people that have scars that the doctors can't relate to. I had an individual had a six-inch long scar down paralleling her spine, and doctors said it's impossible for this to be, but what it was, was this karmic. She brought in a situation from last life to this life. And uh, as you work with that and get, you know, uh, dissolve the past life situation, it just disappeared in front of 12 people's eyes. They couldn't believe it. It disappeared, it, w- it was actually a scar on the body? It, and it, it just was, disappeared? It was a half inch deep scar. The doctors couldn't relate. A half-inch deep scar? Mm-hmm, which is impossible. Wow. But it was there. But I, I give you all kinds of different things that are really bizarre. That, are, that have happened to you since the accident. Well, different uh, scars that come in. Like, um, can I relate to this one? Yeah. Well, this individual um, is an electrical engineer I happened to work out of his house down in Colorado Springs. It was a wintry morning, and he has 10 acres, and there's nothing in the back except obstacles for his jumping horses. And as I was setting up, I heard this music, a band playing in the distance. And I asked Tom, I said, what is the band playing this cold, miserable morning? He said, there's no band out there. So he went around checking the house to see if he had radio TV on. There's nothing. And as I put Tom on the table, I said, you know, you have a disc missing. And he said, I know. The doctors can't understand why I have a disc missing in my back. And as I put my energy down over by this sculpture of a horse that he made, stood a Confederate officer in full-dress regalia. And I, it just, you know, stops you. And then what happened was the fact that this individual was his older brother that coerced him to join the Confederate forces during the Civil War. And his younger brother, Tom, caught a mini-ball in his back and died in his arms. He came into this lifetime as his guardian angel. So whenever Tom left the house during the course of the day, the music would stop and the temperature would rise 10 degrees. And whenever he came back, the guardian angel came back, the temperature dropped 10 degrees and the music started. And we must have walked all the way through Georgia Wow. There are things that uh, this is happening because this is the world of illusion. 
the real world is in the dimensions above. Now, there are a lot of people, George, that would say that's really an out there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What do you you say to those folks? Well, I have a lot of people out there that have experienced some of these wild illusions that they may refer to, but it's the real world. You'd be surprised. I could go on and tell you other stories about other people that had difficulties in their physical life. Today, they're healthy. They're able to have children, they have children, but until then, they had uh, the impairments from another lifetime. And so when, so I guess that would mean then that in your frame of reference, reincarnation is a very real phenomenon. Yes, if you have doubts, read Dr. Brian Weiss's books. He was a complete disbeliever of uh, reincarnation until he did research. And he found out that um, this is true. He did research on two women in the Ozarks who had no education whatsoever. As he put them under hypnosis, they could solve calculus problems. And um, wow, he's a good source. So that what's the name? What's his name again? Doctor Brian Weiss. Very good. But you see, I was with God, and He said this. Now, He said religion is just a basic foundation towards spirituality. Spirit, you must gain spirituality on your own. Every civilization had a time and place. One religion could not suffice for all total civilization. There are countless number of civilizations that predestined us that are far superior than we are. How do you account for that? It is a fact. There were masses of people transported here. We have proof now that saying to support this, we can't match some of the things they've done in the past with our modern technology because they use the sacred geometry of math. And that we have forgotten. Yes. Or that we actually never knew, probably. That's right. So you, when did you discover that you could be a healer? And when you, when you, after your near-death experience, when you came back, you went through a period where you were healing yourself. When did you discover that you had this gift? Well, it just comes to you because what it is is a progression. It doesn't happen overnight. As soon as it came back, I felt the communication from the other side, the masters. I felt like I had a permanent Martian antenna on my head. The information was coming through in my third eye. I felt that I didn't have a forehead, that I could stick my hand through it like an open hanger door. And my hands were constantly buzzing like my body these are information that they're putting through you in all formats it's a vibration it's a frequency vibration that modulate in their form that is is conducive to your subconscious your soul and not through your logical mind your logical mind cannot grasp all the information that comes from the other side because i have um a situation that maybe you won't believe this. I have a portal that they put into my house. I could step in that portal and go into the dimensions above because I've done that 
we've had galactic wars. Believe it or not, they still have negative elements out there. And they're, they're constantly, the archangels and all the masters are having this, this uh, progress of stabilizing the universes. But um, they'll say, bloop, and just like that. But within that short blurb, the, their meaning was, be prepared tonight, for we need your expertise and strategies to combat the negative forces that we are dealing with. That's blip. See? That's vibration. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KLAY 1180 AM and KKNW 1150 AM. We're talking with George Nakata. Now, you, uh, Tammy and George were having a, a brief discussion in the break, and I want to get to that because I have no idea what they were talking about, but Tammy was really interested. What's, what's up? I would like to know if you need to know specifically what is wrong with a person. You're mentioning, mentioning things like tumors, but... What if I were able to tell you symptoms that I was having and and things that didn't seem to be working right? Can you deal with that? Well, this is what this is all about. You have the seven major chakras. You see, when you have a heartache, every heartache compartmentalizes. You see, you have the yin and yang, the masculine and the feminine side. All things from masculine genders in your work will be related on the right side of your body. Your mind manifests according to where it should be apropos. If you have, let's say, a situation where you have stress, pain in the neck situation from your husband or your boyfriend or whatever it is. My wife says she has that a lot. <laughs> well, you see, that would be on your right side. You form stress uh, points, blockages, and you'll have stiff neck on the right side. If you have heartaches, like women will have heartaches from massive amount of boyfriends, who, or even when you're growing up, somebody takes your toy, that's a heartache, right? Mm-hmm. What happens when you first receive a heartache, there's a compartment, it's like little compartments on the right side. This is your heart chakra, which also controls the lungs. The computer starts, it says, record, file, and store. Next time you have another heartache, another compartment starts. Pretty soon during the course of your life, with all the heartaches, if you're a personable individual, it all depends on your personality. If you're a feeling person, you're going to be absorb everything. And if you're a woman, you have a caretaking that amplifies your caretaking in this world. You become more personable with other people's demise. So you bring in all these things. And what happens is that pretty soon you compartmentalize. You put up a no vacancy sign. So where is the love? Your heart's not open. God can't force 
you to have love into those compartments because you are living this life that's divine designed this karmic pathway. This is your walk, and it's up to you to do unconditional forgiveness to release all this. But I worked on a young lady who was 26 years old. She was going through constant heartaches day after day. And I told her, her heart chakra is almost frozen shut. You heard about romantic po uh, poets and romantic writers who died of, heart, of broken hearts, and this is what happens. They, they got to a point where it just became a solid block of crystallization. What happens is your cells in your body crystallizes. It's like getting sugar and salt wet and letting it dry. It formulates crystals. So when I put my hand on her, it went snap, crackle, pop. She said, why is your fingers snapping? I said, no, that is your heart chakra coming apart. So this is what happens is that if you have a controlling husband, in the past, little old ladies that break their legs and hips, they had controlling husbands. You know, they were usually married to foreign-born husbands. What they did was they stuffed their emotions into their body. Where you stuff it is from the waist down. In most cases, the, the right side is where they're receiving all the impact. And they're stuffing their emotions like stuffing something, a sausage or something like this. And what happens, it crystallizes. They are unaware of the fact they're walking around with crystal, Waterford crystal stemware. And the least impact, it shatters. And their hips shatters. And this is what's happening. If you work on somebody, you'll find out if they did a lot of stuffing, anger, frustration, and resentment, they're frustrated. When you're frustrated, you shove. You don't let it out. You pack it in. And what happens is that it formulates crystals all the way down to your leg. And you have a shattering. So someone who's had emotional difficulties and has uh, gathered a lot of baggage, for lack of a better term, throughout their life, if you can, you can break up the, them energetically so that they will begin to heal because their emotional baggage has manifested physically? Yes. The emotional baggage manifests all the blockages in your body. And this is what you have to do, is you have to do a part of your own. Like, um, you have to change your overall psychology. You have to understand that sympathy is feeling for people, Right? What you're doing when you feel for people, you're bringing on their all their their um, baggage, junk. That's right. And what you're doing is that you say, "I don't eat. How can I get fat?" It's the fact that you are bringing in their garbage. And you see, this is one of the things that I'm talking about: the etheric world spiritual world versus the third dimension you are invariably working in two dimensions and when you think sympathy you bring it in people's life because you are caring you are caring for them you're feeling for them what you have to do is change that and become spiritual say i want to be empathetic i understand their situation 
It'd be understanding, compassion, forgiveness, and love. And the power of God's love is only done in the position of empathy in a higher state. Describe empathy to me. Empathy is understanding, compassion, forgiveness, and the power of love. You rise above it. How would God handle a situation where somebody is grieving and has all this difficulty? You step above that. You don't want to be grieving with that individual because you're not doing the person any good. All you're doing is sympathizing, receiving all the baggage that she has. So God said, you must rise above that so that you could use the power of love. Power of love is the same as prayers. Prayer is part of that love. And therefore, you can do almost the same thing God can do in that state. But you cannot do it in your third-dimensional emotional body. You have to step outside of it. That's right. You have to step above it. When you're in the third dimension, you are actually being sniped at by 360-degree snipers. They're out there shooting you with bullets, and you're being weighted down. You're staying in the third dimension. You have to rise above that so you don't get the impact of your whole environment wearing on you. You don't want to carry all the baggage of humanity because it's not for you to carry. It's God's responsibility. And we forget most of the time that that God is there. We've been talking with George Nakata.
Thank you.